Welcome listeners and followers of Ufahamu Africa and the Monkey Cage. This is the second post in the African Politics Summer Reading Spectacular, a series on new books in African politics. I'm Kim Dion, one of the hosts of Ufahamu Africa and an editor of The Monkey Cage, a blog on politics and political science at The Washington Post. I wrote this week's review of Always Another Country, a memoir by Sisonke Msimong. In Always Another Country, Sisonke Msimong writes a gripping coming-of-age memoir, one that's relatable, even if your father, like mine, was not a guerrilla fighter in exile trying to bring down apartheid. Msimong chronicles her life in a South African family living in Zambia, Kenya, and Canada. She then takes us through a stint in the United States for college and her life as a young adult in a newly free South Africa. As she beautifully narrates her personal stories of belonging, love, and family, Msimong teaches readers about race and racism, the evolution of one's political ideology, and contemporary South African political history. If you're specifically looking for that last part, you might want to see especially chapters describing and analyzing the AIDS crisis and the cost of denialism by South Africa's president in the early 2000s, violence against immigrants in South Africa in 2008, and the Marikana massacre in 2012, during which the South African police service fired on a crowd of striking mine workers, killing 34 and wounding 78 more. Msimong's early childhood and the book's early chapters offer a window on life during authoritarian rule from the perspective of a middle-class African expatriate family. Although Msimong was only eight when her family first moved to Kenya, she could feel that its then-president, Daniel Arap Moy, had a quite different effect on people than did Zambia's then-president, Kenneth Kaunda. As she writes, quote, While the excitement of President Kaunda had inspired excitement in us, here we watched the president with a sort of fearful awe, end quote. Msimong shows us how Kaunda welcomed South African freedom fighters, unlike apartheid-sympathetic regimes in the region, such as neighboring Malawi. Kaunda's welcome, however, did not necessarily represent the feelings of all Zambians. Msimong shares how even as a young child, she observed how some Zambians saw South African revolutionaries in their myths as, quote, rule breakers and layabouts. The refugee women took Zambian men while the freedom fighter men caroused and broke Zambian women's hearts, end quote. Msimong is not the only character to come of age in always another country. Her home country, South Africa, also comes of age, shedding political apartheid in 1994. Msimong writes that during her childhood, quote, on the playground we cradle imaginary AK-47s in our skinny arms and instead of cops and robbers, we play capitalists and cadres. She and her siblings jumped rope while calling out the names of African National Congress ANC heroes Govan Mbeki and Walter Sisulu. While earning her bachelor's degree at McAllister College, she journeyed to Chicago in a rented minivan with other Minnesota-based South African University students so that they could cast historic votes for freedom at the South African consulate. Her whole life, and more than half of the book, builds to this moment when she marks her place in a new nation at the start of a new era. But from there, the book traces the decline in her belief in the ANC as it becomes the ruling party. As a woman who has birthed two children in a free South Africa, she watches how inequality persists and how crime results from both current inequality and South Africa's violent racist past. She tells a harrowing tale in which a gunman attempts to rob her nanny, with Msimong's infant child between them in a stroller in front of her family's home. Through this and other stories, she paints a distressing and vivid picture of life in Johannesburg that illustrate why she has lost faith in the ANC. 
Msimong's dwindling faith mirrors South African political trends since the transition to democracy in the 1990s. As last month's election showed, fewer South Africans now support the ANC. More have begun supporting the Economic Freedom Fighters, the EFF, a far-left party led by former ANC Youth League President Julius Malema. Always Another Country richly illustrates the experiences that led to those election returns and public opinion data. With Always Another Country, MC Mong joins an important group of writers who have shown us that sometimes the best way to understand politics is through the story of a girl growing up. Tune in for next week's installment of the African Politics Summer Reading Spectacular. I'll read my review of Amikar Cabral, a biography by Peter Caribe Mendy, just published last week by Ohio University Press. <laughs>